0: Hello and welcome to The Yarn, Australian Wool Innovations podcast. A new way for the wool research, development and marketing organisation to communicate what it does on behalf of Australian wool growers. My name is Marius Cumming and in this, the very first edition of The Yarn, we will head to Milan, Italy and hear how the story of wool is of increasing interest. We also head to Western Australia where some novel pasture species are helping rejuvenate the wool industry and hear of a very simple and popular wool shed design. Beforehand though, let's hear from AWI CEO Stuart McCulloch. He's recently returned from a meeting with some of the world's largest retail groups in the Northern Hemisphere. And I asked him how he judged the current state of health of the wool industry.
1: The first one, of course, is price. We judge it on price. Um, Price is made up of two things, supply and demand. And if we can lift um, demand slightly above supply, then you'll get a price increase. Now of course the supply of wool is rather um, measurable, um, the demand of wool is is not so measurable but we are firmly of the view that our marketing efforts uh, when we reintroduced them in 2010 spurred something that's continued to this day and we see no reason why uh, we would turn back on, on that path and we're really keen to um, make sure that continues and the demand levels in the Northern Hemisphere continue. So that's, that's one way of measuring. We certainly um, engage with the uh, supply chain partners all the way up the supply chain, so evidencing um, things like um, any backlog or stock of wool in the supply chain is, a, is an interesting way of understanding what's, uh, what's coming through and how, how efficiently it's coming through. We um, follow the catwalks in the Northern Hemisphere really closely to see what's on trend and what's coming into the retail stores in the next 12 months, so there's a range of ways that we view the Australian wool industry and, the, um, and give it a health check. Uh, and that's just, um, the price is one of them, certainly trends is another one, and um, our marketing stories and, and what they yield is, a, is another one.
0: So I've just met with, I understand, a number of significant retailers overseas, what's, what's on their mind at the moment and are they, are they moving product?
1: Yeah, they're certainly uh, all moving product. Uh, You know, they're they're, um, um, all concerned with the global economy at the moment. They are viewing it a little like uh, early 2008, which is uh, bad news. If you remember in 2008, late 2008, Lehman Brothers uh, collapsed in the United States, which sort of uh, triggered a global financial crisis. Of course, back then in um, 2008, 2009, we had uh, China ticking along beautifully with growth in the sort of double-digit area. That's all gone and evaporated. We're looking at growth from China, or they they growth at five percent. We think it's going to be about half of that, about three percent, two and a half percent. And there's not many other countries in the world that are that are prospering. I mean, we we have interest rates all around the world basically at zero. The Powers around the world have dropped interest rates to try and stimulate growth, but but we've got no growth. No one's got growth at the moment. We are. I am a little pessimistic about the global economy in the next uh, 12 months, as are the luxury brands of the world. One of the good things about our our fibre is that it is pitched at the luxury end of the market. And the luxury end of the market suffers least in a global financial crisis. You know, there's, uh, there's often uh, still uh, good amounts of money there. The other thing in a global financial crisis, people turn to garments and things that might last them a few seasons. So the disposable nature of fashion is a, is a little bit uh, diminished, and that works in wool's favor.
0: That's Stuart McCulloch, AWI Chief Executive Officer. Our first interview on The Yarn. It's always good to include the boss on a new project. So let's head west now and hear from Esperance grain grower and wool producer Dave Vanderberg. In recent years, sheep producers in the area have been using legume species such as Yellow Ceredella, biserella medics and vetches to not only keep a valuable autumn feed source, but to also produce a significant amount of nitrogen for their cropping program. Normally, these species produce up to 5 tonnes of quality dry matter, but in a wet year like this, up to 10 tonnes. AWI's Research General Manager, Paul Swan, asked Dave just how much free nitrogen he gets out of that.
2: So that'd be like 200 kilograms of nitrogen per hectare that they're putting in. Well
0: that's right, at a
3: dollar a unit you're looking at $200 worth of in per
2: hectare, per hectare, per year that these things are doing for you. That's right,
3: but you've got to remember in a, in a dry year that won't be that high, but that nitrogen doesn't go anywhere. The only way that can go somewhere is if you use
2: it. I guess you're additionally getting the benefit of some grazing resource, some pretty high protein pasture.
3: I think I'll have some pretty happy lambs um, as they move into that pasture. They just do very well on it. It's it's, it's very healthy. They're no problems with with Ceredilla.
2: So, Dave, you've got. I mean, how how big an enterprise have you got? Because I, if I recall, you you've got several thousand hectares.
3: We operate about five and a half thousand hectares.
2: How many sheep you got?
3: About five thousand adults and probably two and a half thousand lambs, and that will increase. We had a little bit of a hiccup last summer, but. We aim to probably increase that by probably another 1500 adults or breeding
2: ewes. So as you head home now to, to from this Feedbase Forum to do some real work, are you pretty confident about the future for your enterprise, particularly the sheep part of it?
3: Absolutely. I think there wouldn't be too many people in Australia at the moment that were running um, livestock that weren't confident in that enterprise. The big confidence thing for me is I didn't know what to expect coming to this, I, I thought we may have run into some people with different opinions or perhaps didn't agree with the way we thought on this side but look everyone in that room understood our problems, had their own problems and were certainly in agreement in, in what, which way to go forward.
2: When you look forward can you see the income from your sheep enterprise, so the wool and the, the sheep meat being an increasingly important part of your overall business mix?
3: Absolutely. and the. The good part of it, in a bad year, you still have the same income, but it may cost you a little more to get there.
2: The important part of what you do and why you're here is because you and about 80 of your colleagues down here are part of a thing called A-Sheep in Esperance, the A-Sheep Network. A lot of people here are just continuous croppers.
3: That's correct. I mean, and people have... have have made their choices for all different reasons. I mean, there are still people now which are probably going out of livestock, but that's not from a financial reason, that's for, for other reasons, yeah. whether it's
2: lifestyle, whether it's you know succession planning or whatever. And tell me, rumour has it that you've put in a new shearing shed, and it's probably the only one for a long distance that has a, a built-in bar. Is that is there any truth to that rumour?
3: Well that is actually the fifth stand and um, to but, shear on the fifth stand is, uh, is is the best spot to be shearing because shearing is pretty hard work as you'd know but I must admit we've had the odd uh, beverage in, in the fifth stand.
2: It's and very important to rehydrate during shearing, it's very tough on the body. That's right
3: and, and actually I don't have any trouble getting shearers, I don't know why but
2: that's they seem to want
3: to
0: come that way. Milan, Italy is a long way from the wool shed, but at fashion events such as Milana Unica or New York Fashion Week, Australian wool is positioned as a versatile, modern and fashionable fibre to use in the latest designs and therefore helps set the retail trend in years to come. But don't hear it from us, hear it from wool growers. AWI's Peter Slack-Smith found Tasmanian wool growers Annabelle and Julian von Bibra at Milana Unica earlier this year and Peter asked Julian why wool growers invest in fashion. He put it rather succinctly. The focus for us as
3: farmers is is to produce bales of wool and the, the world uh, doesn't need bales of wool, it needs fashion items and here it becomes very obvious. We're in the capital, uh, the fashion capital of the world. Wool is well represented, it's well received. It, it keeps us focused on that end game. Uh, we're proud farmers, we're passionate about our animals and the product we produce and, and to see it then transformed into the beautiful garments that are here in Milan is really exciting. It keeps us focused and uh, it makes us proud to be Tasmanian wool growers
4: fantastic and Annabelle one last comment from you have you found when you've been talking to these um, to your clients and to also to just people in general that they're very excited to, to get that connection back to Australian wool growers yes absolutely I think um, we've found that we've been really well received and they've been
0: surprised and delighted to meet us and to, and to find us here and it was just the other end of the market that they hadn't thought of about where the actual wool comes from and who grows it and what what where where doing and what that, what matters to us and so it's been really great to to meet with those people and share those stories both ways for us and for them and to forge some of those new partnerships, it's great. From AWI or Woolmark's perspective trade events such as Milana Unica offer a great opportunity to sell Wool's great story and technical attributes as Woolmark's Birgit Gallen explains.
4: Milano Unica is um, one of the most important trade shows worldwide, uh, where the, the most beautiful um, fabrics in merino and Merino blends are so, especially if you think about Idia Biela, where really the t- top players are showing. Uh and it uh, gives us really a huge visibility and really the uh, customers worldwide are coming here to see the show and to select the fabrics. So, yeah. so would this be more super fine wool or for fine wool as well? In uh, Idia in, Biela, uh, it's fine wool, super fine. And then also if you're looking also wider because uh, Milano Unica incorporates also other fairs which is, uh, okay, shirt Avenue is more of but also um, Moda in where also some pretty weavers are showing. And they are sometimes also, because they are w- very keen, especially not in winter, on more coarser fabrics. And then we have also a micro, which is a little bit more brighter. Because at the moment now, at the moment, we have also a really big trend on uh, on woolen fabrics uh, and also on on knit so, but not only knitwear, but also a circular knit, uh, which is then in cut into and used also for, for jackets or, or because it gives me the jersey, gives more, more uh, let's say, more comfort, yes.
0: That's Woolmark's technical specialist in Italy, Birgit Gallen. And that's it for the first edition of the yarn. Hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, from me, Marius Cumming, farewell and thanks for listening.